0: What's really going on, everybody? Back again, episode number 81. Before we get into it, be sure to check us out, first and foremost, at uh, what'sreallygoingonpod.com. Be sure to subscribe, like, listen, and comment on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, and, of course, iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe on Twitter and Instagram at WRGO. Henry, uh, who is with me here, we got an OG episode, just us two. Henry, drop the TikTok because we've been coming up with some good. <laughs> we've are we're, we're, we're not, we have not launched this. our official one.
1: So hold on. Yes. But if you want to like tune into our latest like play on social, you could check that out at the last. What is my TikTok? The OG last King Henry, because you know all my says last King Henry, but point. Um, we did a video uh kind of announcing who could potentially become like, you know, the Supreme Court nominee for Biden. And they're all black women. Uh, we did, you know, little facts about them, put their pictures up. It's a cute little video. We got over a thousand views on it, um, about 20 likes. So you should go add to that, share it. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social at
0: WRGO pod. And let's get to food for thought, I guess. Yeah. Our next TikTok would be Henry and I uh, heel talk. So stay in tune for that. Uh, what? <laughs> All right. So like Henry said, uh, we did a video breaking down uh, the Supreme Court, but we haven't talked about it yet on the pod. So we'll do that uh, a little for a little bit. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, Justice Stephen Breyer uh, announced his retirement uh, from the Supreme Court after 27 years uh, on the bench. Biden affirmed his campaign pledge to nominate a Black woman uh, with one of those short, uh, folks who Henry highlighted in our TikTok video, Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, who was on the D.C. Court of Appeals, second highest court, uh, seems to be leading the race. Uh, So my question for you, Henry, what does it mean um, for Biden picking a Black woman uh, who would be the first uh, to the Supreme Court? So it sounds good.
1: It sounds good. But like, we both understand the process of getting to the Supreme Court. It's a whole political play, right? So we see how they block, you know, Obama Obama, For What American. yeah what was that, 8 years they blocked uh, man uh, you know it was uh that was in 2016 right before Trump right launched. so it was like they blocked him for a couple years yeah. which in case congress kind of controls this is not the president they just like ooh i like this person so it's it's good that he sticks to his word because he did it on a lot
0: uh aka student loans and we got uh, to take get it hmm I said, yeah, because we're going to have to, because this is going to be the one thing that he can actually do that we're just going to have to take and run with. That's really what I, that's
1: what I said when we talked about it, like, will he redeem himself? Because yeah. putting a black woman <laughs> as the highest, you know, lawmaker, law mm-hmm. decider uh, in America,
0: that's huge.
1: man, that kind of. Like, it does something. It says a lot, I would say. but Yeah,
0: sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, I think, um, and I think, you know, even though it's going to be really tight, um, Biden's Supreme Court choice, I think, will get through with maybe 50 votes, which is all she needs. Um, But I think that, you know, to your point, I think just having a Black woman in this space is the best thing, not only in terms of like the representation and the makeup of the court, but also just like legally going forward. Like, I mean, I feel like Henry, like you and I have been on like the soapbox of like, if you want to do something really progressive, have it be, you know, elect a black woman, select a black woman to like lead these organizations and do this because they are nine times out of 10, the most progressive and most willing to like champion the causes that you and I care about. So I think like, this is the first step that needed to happen a long time ago. And it's sad that it took all this time, Um, but I feel like stuff, not that it's going to change anything because she will just be one vote or, you know, one legal rule in a, you know, because there are nine people in the Supreme court.
1: Like symbolically, it says a lot, but I think the effect of it, like how you see like young, more younger black men now as we look at mayors or state, you know, local politics and local politics or whatever. I think Obama inspired a lot of these younger Black politicians to get out there and keep fighting type thing because this generation easily taps out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say this could do the same thing to one degree or another because we need more Black lawmakers, whether it's Supreme Court, the district court, the district attorney's office, We need Black lawmakers because that system isn't built for us to survive in. It's built to kind of put us in a box and perform certain roles in society. So with that being the case, I think it symbolically, uh, it means a lot and it could, it would, it will definitely inspire a lot more people, Black women specifically, to become judges, to, you know, stick through that law. Like, we all know I wanted to be a lawyer, and I was just like, that grunt work and the pay up, bye. I'm out. So, you said what? You said, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> bye. And let's be clear, I made a 155 for the SS, so you're not stupid. But point in case, back to this stuff. Um, yeah, like, I think it will inspire a lot of people and allow them to, like, hold on and like keep fighting because like I said using myself as an example that that's a journey and you really have to be passionate and
0: like you you gotta see it go because that's hard work I respect lawyers no for sure and I think at least to your point I think you're thinking about like today and tomorrow which I think is good because I think that you know if you hire you know if a black woman is on, on the supreme court her staff and her clerks are more likely to be <laughs> people of color who can then be that next generation of like legal minds and legal thinkers so it's kind of like you know i'm sure biden's pick is going to just be like the tip of the iceberg of like the next kind of like crop of like wave exactly old, um, exactly long time um, so if you didn't know um which i didn't i totally forgot about this the winter olympics is currently happening who knew um i used to be a curling fan when i was younger but i kind of gave up Um, So uh, this past week, uh, there's a really good article uh, in NBC News that we'll share. Um, It's about uh, basically the lack of diversity in the Winter Olympics uh, with a a special focus on kind of figure skating. Um, And I think it's very interesting because I think as we get to this point where I think we're more accepting of, uh, you know, Black people in certain, you know, fashion industries and, and all these different spaces, but also accommodating for them. Um, This article gets at the difficulties that, you know, black figure skaters have had just with the simple thing of like costumes and having tights that, you know, accentuate their skin tones. Um, And this is not the first time that, you know, black athletes at the Olympics are involved in kind of the IOC and all this, uh, all the stuff of the like um, have been involved with like kind of calling out the Olympic committees on kind of like racism and, you know, not having equity. Um, you know, past athletes such as you know Shakari Richardson has even kind of come out and kind of said, you know, I've been suspended um, for you know drugs, but you know there are a whole host of you know white athletes who have not been suspended. Um, you know, so I think Henry, like, what's kind of your main take? I mean, I think that you know that's
1: what if- I was going to say. Your comment, their last comment, in terms of her name, is Shakira or Shakari? Shakari? Sorry, I'm. what well, y'all know y'all t- y'all know Henry don't not good with names. Point in case Shakari um <clears throat> this week called out Camilla Val- Valivra. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah.
0: We don't know her, I mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it. That's about it. That sums it up. <laughs> but point in case, uh sh- we all know Shakira came in like you know, viral prominence because she missed the Tokyo limits because she was tested positive for marijuana or whatever. And Camila, I'm really not trying to mess up your name, Shorty. But point, she tested positive for banned substance and still was able to compete in the Beijing game. So, like, Shikari took to Twitter and she was like, can we get a solid difference on her situation and mine? My mother died and I wasn't able to run. And I favored to place top three. The only difference I see is that I'm a Black young lady. (laughs) which i mean
0: you know i think there are nuances <laughs> you know how work. yeah what i said i think there are nuances in this where i think it's like um the natural response to me is kind of like um it's kind of like i don't feel i still to this day don't feel bad for shikari but the natural response is like she should have been suspended and this other person, because they both broke a rule, and it's sad that, of course, like it always has to be the black person and the black woman has to get made an example of. While
1: wow. okay, so like you're doing that thing, this where this where this where I this, this where you're doing that thing where you're being like almost a YT apologist because I don't think in case, I, I think I'm making it. Yes, you are because we talking about two banned substances, right? One of them was able to participate, right? One of them was not. We got to go with the facts, not hypothetical, no. So which in case that young lady, Shikari, is a black woman who used a banned substance, which was marijuana. This young lady, Cam- Camilla, used a banned substance. I don't know the detail on that substance. It's still banned. They I both know. did the same thing. The same consequences should have been held to the same standard. Now, if that was the case, nobody would be mad. That ain't the case. So you're putting your personal biasness of Shikari's
0: no, situation no, out no, of- I'm not I'm not I don't think you're understanding <laughs> what I'm saying I'm saying is that Shikari is correct for pointing out you know a discrepancy in punishment and I think that she you know it's kind of like what I'm saying is that yes there these two things are both true Shikari did something that is still wrong and that was taking a banned substance just and she should get the same and she should get the same punishment as this other person who did not and it's wrong that this other person was not suspended i'm not now saying that like oh you know both people should not be suspended for like no that's not what i'm saying
1: maybe i heard you too fast
0: i was like what bro right no i'm saying like that the rule is the rule and like if you're gonna have the rule don't just apply it to the black woman and also there's a longer history of russian athletes getting suspended for taking like horse tranquilizers and other type of banned substances where they had to like make russia is like not they were like weren't a country in the last summer games they had to like make their own little like persuado group because half of them were like doing like blood tampering and doping so like this screams hypocrisy so like i understand where shakari is coming from but it's just like everyone should get same standard for everyone don't just suspend the black person and let's these other people go. I think that's what I'm saying is like she should also not be allowed to run as well.
1: That's yeah, I heard you too fast because like I'm like bro. how, Wait, what? Yeah. No. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> America's mayor. You yeah. Get- this
0: was. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie is not with us today, but I think this is still an interesting conversation. Um, so this week, um, New York uh, City Mayor Eric Adams, um, he's been kind of making a lot of uh, talk, kind of about. New York's drill scene and, and drill music, which is basically like New York's version of trap music for those who don't, who are unfamiliar when I say drill. Um, so he's spoken out against the city drill music after an increase in both violent crime in the city um, and kind of some high profile, like there were a couple of police officers who were recently killed. Uh, and the recent deaths of, a, uh, of two young rappers, one from the Bronx and one from Brooklyn, uh, both who were under 22. Um, how should we feel about kind of, you know, the mayor of America's largest city kind of basically using drill, you know, basically using black music as kind of like the impetus for kind of attacking crime. So I, think it's, I think it's I mean, very
1: nice. Cause I don't think drill tone is originated in America, but to the point I, I get confused with New York's like legalization and stuff, because I know a couple months ago <laughs> I read an article where New cause I know a lot of States are on this thing of, attempting to push legislation in which rap l- lyrics can incriminate someone. Right. And I know that New York like, overturned that or
0: something. We're trying to get people to stop doing that.
1: Right. So like, this kind of contradicts that for me. So that's when I'm like, okay, New York is a weird place. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. with their legislation. Uh, I don't, especially because... This man, yes, I thought so. So like, with that being the case, what? I don't like people like him for real because it's like, and it's hard. His job is difficult, especially as a black politician because you do have to focus on a crime and inevitably that affects who and speaks directly toward who so with doing such if you know like the popularization, especially like drill tone america that's why i had made the point drill tone is really like the new york style rap now because pop like that was the king of new york you know what i'm saying and now all the new people trying to come out of new york are kind of mimicking that style so with that being the case all these up-and-coming rappers typically come from what community so it's like you are almost attempting to kind of again like you said i think marginalize a particular community based on what they consume and i don't think it's
0: fair yeah i don't think it's right and i was talking to um some friends who are lawyers and they were kind of saying like it gets this is dicey one on its surface because you're then you're criminalizing what most what some could easily call free speech like where i'm saying this and now you're holding this against me in the court of law even though some of it unless you're specifically describing some stuff that you have literally As done specific event like right, i went yes. to the store and right. but it was on 15th there. street and i saw you yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing that but from what i've heard it's just it's it opens up a can of worms of like are we going to then attack free speech in this way and also i think it's frustrating because i think that um to your point i think eric adam does have a difficult job and you can sense that he doesn't obviously he's a Black person, he's a former police officer, but, you know, in his speeches about this, you can tell that he's very upset that, you know, people are getting killed in his city. You can tell that it weighs on him and that he's, like, unhappy about it. And it's not, I think he's misguided and kind of, I think he's getting, like, the chicken and the egg mixed up, where I think he is then kind of saying, like, it's the rap music these people listen to without root. Right. And without recognizing that, like, oftentimes, and I think most times, the rap that people are creating is just a reflection of what their surrounding is and what they're (laughs) seeing. So it's like, you're upset at me for, I didn't create this situation. I'm just talking about it. And it's It's basically like, you know, you're talking about how it glorifies violence. Well, it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe that's because the city didn't provide enough benefits to these people and the schools and all of these other, you know, there are things that can be done outside of just blaming.
1: New York is expensive to live in, and yeah. you got and all awesome. of us in this one bedroom apartment in these certain credit, you know what I'm saying? Circumstances. We know we know if you in New York and you're not in Manhattan, upper east. Or just even that, wherever you are now in New York.
0: Like I think that and I think that's the-
1: overcrowded, overpopulated, no space, but overpay, over like you're overpaying, but you get nothing. Yeah. in a lot of major cities to that point. Who maybe deal with crime not as bad as New York, but still have high crime rates. Inflation is crazy. So like I never get how like they attempt to blame the people for the
0: problem when they causing the problem. Yeah, or just they're not doing enough to actually address it. Like, you know, I mean to your point, like New York is an expensive city. It's literally like most cities, like now, Atlanta now and DC, it's the haves and the have nots. And the haves are creating more distance between the have nots. And it's like, you know, the rich are getting a lot richer and the folks who are not, are not seeing any type of increase. And that makes people desperate. And when people get desperate, they're going to do and make some tough decisions. (laughs) Like, you know, people got to make real decisions on how they can keep their life on. Yeah, survive. So I think that without kind of setting to your point, setting that context of like the rap music is, you know, yes, people listen to it and it keeps this, you know, prevalent culturally but we need to address these other problems that make this rap relatable to so many people like that's what you should say of like the problem is that's why it's so relatable should um so speaking of another issue um if you haven't heard um spotify has kind of uh in, uh got themselves in a little bit of a pickle uh with their biggest podcaster joe rogan um if you're unfamiliar joe rogan a comedian he hosts a podcast that was um originally probably like one of the larger podcasts that Spotify bought the rights to for 100 million. Um, (laughs) Go ahead. uh, That they bought the rights to for 100 million. Um, Initially, Spotify kind of got in some hot water because Joe Rogan was just saying stuff about COVID and and the COVID vaccine that was just like, not true, like basically on that Trump stuff, like telling people to take drugs that had no type of like, remedy to curing covid or all of these other things and then india ari uh the amazing uh soul singer she kind of put together a clip uh of basically joe rogan saying an n-word like 70 times and joe rogan made it and joe rogan pulled those episodes from his feed so i think um of course spotify has tried to distance themselves and kind of their own kind of like well we support free speech so we're not going to do too much but it's black history month so we're going to donate to you know helping support what's people. really
1: going on podcast need that. donation right my <laughs> thing is people like him get to go talk about stupid stuff and we are literally like
0: informing making
1: politics digestible for the millennial people we make it interesting cuz like realistically in news what's going on who knows we now. make, we make what, what's going on digestible we spot the five we tagging you this episode, and every other episode till we get our check. Period. Bye. Next. Big yeah. facts.
0: Big facts. So just interesting because I think there's there might be more to come on this, but it's America, so there also might not be more to come.
1: And I was gonna say, ain't nothing else happening, bro. Pull them episodes, like you said. They're gonna donate this, do that, make a big collab. which you need to be with what's really going on. And they're going to peace out to keep it moving. Like, we see this every day, B. We yeah. literally just took a story off the dock because what we say. We see this every day, B. We know how it go. We know no. how it go.
0: Well, on behalf of what's really going on, we are happy to become a Spotify original. Because we we, won't,
1: we are just speaking the truth. Nothing offensive over here.
0: Henry and I will have green lights all throughout our apartments just Listen, because. We
1: are we are media trained, how we're educated.
0: Brand champions, okay?
1: Listen, we
0: know <laughs> what to do. Know who. Anywho. Uh, so now to the big fact. Uh, we are recording this on Thursday. Uh, last week was Super Bowl. Um, I think we just kind of wanted to get into it. I all still watching that? No, i just playing. <laughs> we just kind of wanted to have a general conversation about the halftime show amid kind of the allegations uh, by Brian Flores, who was a former coach of the Miami dolphins um, who basically alleged. Yep. Mm-hmm, what was your question? Well, cause as I say, let's,
1: you, well, let's talk about how we felt about the performance because that's all we care they, about. Right.
0: Yeah. They, or rather, I think, I, I think there's an interesting backdrop where I think because this coach is basically saying that the NFL has, you know, and these teams are engaging in discriminatory hiring practices because they're, are look at the number of black players look at the number of black coaches there's a wide discrimin. there's a wide variance i think it's the nfl is a very very big and smart corporation so there's no and we talked about it this- okay yeah, so, and, and we talked about this years ago where you were like the first person to be like jay-z partnering with the nfl is all a show it's a facade just to try to get us back in and he like had we this-
1: say we get effects we get effects now
0: and he had this very you know Tate that Jay Z helped get Dr. Dre, Kendrick, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, this Super Bowl show that was intact to gain, you know, to attract our interest. Um, so I just think it's interesting, you know, like they had Mary, you know, Mary, Mary, Janae Eco. It was yeah.
1: arguably, yeah, because like, <clears throat> I guess to the point of like what Noah made earlier, had like just seeing what happened at the Super Bowl and like what's going on in media in relation to antics that the super Bowl, i mean the nfl performs in relation to like racial propaganda and their stance in police and we know what kaepernick did um this man by the name of jahan jones mm-hmm. wrote an msnbc article on msnbc which i think does a great job of saying again what noah said like the title is like the the Super Bowl didn't do nothing but gaslight us the whole time, and like he pointed stuff out that I, cause I I'm gonna be honest, like I said, y'all stay watch that. I went to the Super Bowl party. You know I love the fellowship. I ain't watch that game. I made be paid. <laughs> I made be paid five seconds attention to the performance, which I'll admit I did go back and rewatch on YouTube because everybody was like, that's the best Super Bowl performance ever, blah blah. I'm like, I want to see this. It was okay. So. It was okay. Huh? it was okay to me uh to what jahan jones mr jones i don't want to mess up your first name so i'm going to say mr jones um to what mr jones said quoted, quote quote arguably the blackest night in nfl history they had m- m- uh, mary j i mean mary j mary yeah. mary yeah, Janae, uh, <laughs> mikey and then uh, what i found is cuz uh, that's what i said i didn't watch it so i didn't notice um they invited Billy Jean to perform the coin toss, Billy Jean King. Right. And recognizing the law uh pro prohibiting gender based discrimination in schools and federally backed like learning institutes. Like that's something man is known for. So it's like, okay. And then <clears throat> they like publicly like highlighted all its forgotten black players yeah. or something like that. And okay. The one I'm gonna hit you with that told me the most. I ain't gonna hit you with that one yet. Eminem took the knee, which we seen it. I'm like, I don't really
0: want to talk about that.
1: Yeah, really like, wait, whatever. This I did not. Well, again, I didn't really watch it, but when I rewatched it, I was so into Kendrick Lamar being Kendrick Lamar and like the dopeness of his performance because to me that was the blackest part of it. And he, you know what I'm saying? He, I was into that. They bleeped lyrics. Yeah, didn't realize that. It did you know when he say uh, and you hate But yeah. I did not like, co- like, I and I'm like, hold on, bro, you just put me on, you just put me on, like, read his article. I'm like, I did not, like, again, yeah, I didn't watch it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's like, <laughs> that's like the sad thing is that I mean, Kendrick is probably like one of my favorite rappers. When I found out he was doing it, I was like, uh, this is going to be in contention. With kind of like his brand, his brand,
1: right?
0: Yeah, like his whole brand. Like I understand, like everybody needs money, and you know it's a good thing that he did perform. But I think that like there was just no way the NFL was gonna let him do that. There was so like
1: that's that that goes into what you're saying and how you brought up Brian and that's kind of brought up Kaepernick how. The NFL isn't hiring us in higher positions. The NFL isn't giving us the free speech, right? The NFL isn't allowing you to make a certain amount of money. The NFL isn't gaining. At the end of the day, because uh, my client speaks about this on like one of his shows. It's about equity. At the end of the day, they're not giving us ownership in that. So like for me. It's just like, why do us as a people continue to buy into it, continue to give them billions and millions? How much ever money y'all giving them? We don't do it. I don't want no, you know, I don't. But point, I don't understand it. And it's hard because, you know, it's TV, it's the American sport and this and that and that. But I always say this and shoot me in the face with a tomato, like boo, tomato, tomato, boom, whatever. you yeah, yeah, like, I think us as a generation, like, I we we like we want to call everything god but we don't want to stick to the like we don't sacrifice we don't want to sacrifice
0: yeah, it, and, and like i think it's hard and i think like and i think even you recognize that where it's like i think it's an entertainment product and i and and like the funny thing is, is that i wish is that i think a lot of people i know like you and others have stopped watching the nfl like a lot of people have watched to be clear but i did but, used to tune into the football right, full, right. Full
1: I stop, I don't do it. I don't, like I said. I ain't watch it. I, I, I did rewatch
0: it like, on YouTube. <laughs> I <I'm> watch. <laughs> like I watch less football now than I ever have, just in favor of watching other sports and doing other things. But like
1: I can agree that you, I have not personally noticed. Yeah,
0: but like of consuming of football, and I think a part of that I think is just because one is a time constraint, and I think also there are just these like glaring issues with the sport. But it's almost like I really wish that there was like a certified way that we could actually have a impact or like an actual conversation about like, hey, because it's not just like like it's not just the commissioner who runs like the league. He works for the owners. The owners are literally the problem and they're not held accountable by anybody because the city, you know, tax dollars pay for the stadium. So their money's not invested. They don't care. They're making, you know, millions and billions of dollars a year all these people you have to own an nfl team you either have to be a billionaire or get together a pool of people who collectively are billionaires to own a team and they're the ones who don't have to answer to anybody because they're so rich that they literally don't have to and i think that's 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 the the, the, really frustrating that speaks
1: to capitalism in america or black wealth in america our ability to even be able to do that like how many black people own sports teams? That's a good question
0: to ponder. I don't not know. Many. Not many. I mean, I think the NBA has uh, Michael Jordan. Um, that's really not. Jay-Z owned like less than 1% of the Brooklyn Nets.
1: That's what used to piss me off when people be like, he, he owns the Nets? Do you know the percentages on that?
0: They. But anyway, yeah.
1: But uh, I think he yeah. said something that goes deeper to, like you, you essentially will be saying like, so how I said, like, somebody wouldn't sacrifice, and you said this on Twitter, you didn't just say it here. How, when you tweeted out the about the Brian lawsuit or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, he's putting himself on the line because is he gonna like necessarily benefit from? But how we said, like, the black woman going to the Supreme Court could inspire so many more. Blah, blah, blah. We don't know who have gotten black door to black balled or whatever because of racial issues or alleged yes. racial issues. Uh, so I say all oh, that to say, like he, him, willing to do that. Clearly, he's gonna. He can. He can make a case and make a scene because I'm pretty sure he knows some people that knows people that knows people. But point in case, like I feel like you, it has to be that one person or two people, somebody to yeah. get the conversation seriously maybe started, and then we see a a Jay Z uh, partnership and a Black is Night at the nfl and then the bleeping of the words and then now this becomes the issue of like okay right you let eminem kneel as a white man but you're not allowing the players to you know practice their free speech and kneel or you know so it just makes it a it continues the conversation we're right back at square zero at the end of the day
0: and like hey like-
1: hey that that that's the that's this. Crazy thing I
0: have realized about race relations in America. Yeah. We'll put a, and, <laughs> it's and, and, a hamster wheel. It's a and, hamster wheel. And I think the one thing that you really said, and I think that um, I'd like to toot our own horn. I think we've been, very, I think we have probably talked a lot about Kaepernick over these past years. Cause I think that's a story that we, we need
1: you, bro. Like we're going to yeah. ask you in a minute too. Uh,
0: but I think one thing that you had mentioned, and I think this relates to like the Brian Flores thing is that when he stood out and of course he's the quarterback, the most important you know, player on the team, um, I wish more people would about to be upfront about this now, even that he's just not in the league and not gonna get a job. But like he had other players come out and support him, but it wasn't to the likes of Cam Newton didn't come out or Russell Wilson didn't come out and say, impact of the player. Right. And it was a bunch of minor players who also didn't have a big standing in the league. but like if Cam Newton came out as soon as Kaepernick did it and it's like, I might not take a knee, but he is saying something that needs to be supported. So if y'all gonna attack him, I was the MVP, y'all gonna have to attack me. And if Russell Wilson said, I just want a Super Bowl, y'all gonna have to come at me too. So because that's how they get us is that they just distance one person off to the side. And I hope that doesn't happen with Brian Flores, where other black coaches need to get in this and say, if you got it. We, the, we talk about it.
1: sacrifice, donor, right? And, and right, right.
0: Yeah. And remember what but, I said but,
1: when we were talking about um oh, the baby stuff and yeah. like rappers in the community feeling not willing to sacrifice themselves because I, I'm gonna have to take a loss. I'm going to have to be now associated with something that society deems as wrong. And, or these people who I work for don't care or, about. Or I'm going to so just look all can, the way and let us. Right. <laughs> so they can penalize me and take my job and my lifestyle and what I'm, you know, I feel
0: entitled to. So no, I'm not going to do it. So. I think that's like, the frustrating thing is that I think like, it's a difference where it's one person or two people, but if you get the most powerful people and if everybody is saying something, then it's like, okay, you might be able to come after him, but you can't come after all of, like, you can't come after 30% of us now. Then what are you good? Then you have a real problem. Like there's my question, though, with sports, because, like, I guess if
1: I did watch a sport, it would be basketball. And mm-hmm. which in case, like, they have, like, they the players are in charge of seems Like, if LeBron James...
0: Once the, he's, <laughs> yeah but that's just the way basketball is there are less people on the court and that's just he, their basketball players are always more visible they're more outspoken and the league is encouraging that because they know that who is really the ones tapped in it's people who look like us where people who look like us are tapped into football but it's more expensive to go to a football game than it is to go to a basketball game and you know we're the ones who are essentially playing
1: the games. money power behind the sports
0: yeah, yeah. And and, and yeah. the in the NBA, the owners and the players are more of a partnership. Whereas in the NFL, the owners in the NFL take the stance of I pay these players to play on the field. They're we're not in partnership with shit. So of course Kaepernick we Stand with you, uh, all right. So now we're gonna, <laughs> so now we're gonna, <laughs> we gonna know, bro. I,
1: I'm glad you took their knees because they're shooting us up in the street. They're still shooting us up. They shot little bro, they, they ain't shoot little bro. Somebody shut up, Henry. Go, heads
0: up. <laughs> um, so heads up, we have a couple different things. Um, one thing that we wanted to highlight, um, was at the elementary, the show founded and created by Quinta Brunson. You got,
1: got money now,
0: a large. Um, I think we just wanted to highlight that, um, you know, I think one thing that I think, of course, I say I pride ourselves, we pride ourselves on a lot of different things. But I think the one thing that we have always tried to talk about is blacks in different forms of media. And that's not just on camera, but also the ones who are the creative directors, the ones who are, you know, behind the scenes, the ones who are writers, the producers, directors, um, considering that we're all people kind of in politics and media. Um, she's the creator, executive producer of the show. It does all these different things. Her, the show ratings started at 2.4 million and now have increased to 7.1. That's the largest, that's the over 300%. That's the largest growth uh, percentage uh, for a new comedy on ABC. Um, so just giving her her flowers and hopefully that inspires other networks and other shows to, give black people more ability to actually create shows that are not trauma-based but just about like life which is what we always talk about. Give us a check
1: or if y'all gonna minimize us and since we talking about black media and tv in a new show that happens to be on that like we we would want to discuss it bel-air like if y'all just want to marginalize us in certain spaces, if you're going to take the same stories, recraft them and create them with the same basis. So don't go create sister, sister again with the same, like remaking the same episodes. Give us new story because black people are very diverse. Black people are very, like we are not just angry. We are not just in a box that y'all media people like to put us in. And that's why I know that like, God had a plan for me before I had a plan for myself, and that's why I work in marketing. Because, like, as a child, I used to hate watching TV and like seeing certain things or not seeing certain things.
0: You knew exactly what you were gonna get when you turned on UPN. It was gonna be the same thing. You
1: know what I'm saying? As a a UPN was the network, then they don't want to give us no more money. Cancel all our shows
0: and the CW (laughs) channel three.
1: (laughs) But that's another conversation for another day. I don't want to mess up Miss Abbott's name. Quinta Brunson. There you go. She doing her thing. Keep doing it. All black creators keep doing your thing. Don't let them stop you. Find your own, like, you know what I'm saying? Wait, reels are blowing up on TikTok. So get your content out there.
0: Make people see you. And I will double down on what Henry said to all these streaming services now. We don't want to see smart guy reloaded. We don't want to see smart guy too. Okay. That's not what we're hey, at.
1: And we don't want a new streaming service. Y'all need to figure it out with your contracts and stuff. Cause.
0: Yeah, nice <laughs> uh, speaking of capitalism, um, Nelson Mandela. Right. Home, Nelson Mandela's home has been transformed into a luxury hotel. Shout out to Henry for finding this out. Um, you know, which was a symbol of his presidency through, you know, struggle against apartheid. And now it's going to be a luxury queen double bed set up. So, right. Uh, it's just crazy i think that's just something to stay up in tune on and i think it goes to the fact that south africa still has racial issues that are still not addressed and you know the key figures in that being nelson mandela they're still you know taken advantage of and monetized because that hotel is going to get a lot of money solely because it was his former home and you know somebody's profiting off that and it's probably not his family (laughs) which is the sad thing
1: that's what's crazy about it and I guess what's like the tweet that I seen that was like wasn't he a socialist and I was like it's crazy because yeah bro like definitely believed in that stuff um so like it's just ironic that you're making money off of my name and notoriety and what I did for the country
0: uh last thing that we want to highlight um is if you go on twitter at wrgopod you can this is our pin tweet uh, for the month. And I think this is actually probably some of the best Twitter content that we've ever done. Um, Every day, it's not every day, some will be honest, sometimes every other day, but uh, every day we are trying to highlight um, a history and black figure who does not make uh, the headlines. Too often we have always joked that our, you know, history textbooks, we, you know, get two pages where it talks about, we were, you know, we were slaves, civil war, you know, We had some issues, MLK, Obama. Now we're living the life of luxury.
1: (laughs) There go the story. Florida trying to get them to push that for real,
0: y'all. And and those two paragraphs are going to be in Florida, in Florida high school for freshman (laughs) history class. So we wanted to (laughs) highlight people who didn't make the headlines, but who are trailblazers, who, you know, the world would not be the same. And we would not have the achievements that we have on this. They're not
1: going to erase our history, y'all. Not according to me. Not according to what's really going on podcast. They're not doing it. Cause we done did too much that house they stay in up there in DC. Get who built it? These roads and stuff, y'all, the, the your the able the ability, that street light, your your comb, your brushes. And you wonder why they call it the White House. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. Oh, I had to, I had to bring that Atlanta out let you know I'm real southern. I know what be going on.
0: Tipped hat. Uh, oh yeah.
1: no seriously uh, guys so,
0: yeah, no because you because you <laughs> highlighted um huey p newton which is his birthday today um and that past- is what is amazing yeah that that's
1: that's kind of where i was going with it mm-hmm. but seriously um we definitely have to just stay intact with us and comment on what noah said like about huey p newton who we know he founded the Black Panther Party and what that party did for Black people as a whole and could have done, had it not been labeled a t- terrorist organization when certain other organizations that are actually, my point the in case- Get to burn the Capitol for front well point in case um his birthday is today he's also a good man of 586 fraternity cooper he's my fraternity brother has been you know but point like bro you can't let them take us out stop us from being a people and creating our like community and fellowship sharing our stories telling our stories sharing our history and telling our history mean, um, like we always encourage, like local elections are starting to gear up, get out there, get involved, make sure you vote. And if you don't like the law, go write it. Uh, like we said earlier, like we need more black lawmakers, legislators, all of that. And I mean, I guess I'm on this whole because I mean, it's black history month, but black history is every day, not just 30, 28. 28. <laughs> or the year, you know what I'm saying? You're going to celebrate us. You're going to see us. You're going to support us. And we're not going nowhere, you know what I'm saying? Because if you look at the biology, you know.
0: but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that is my 81st episode of OG with me and Henry back, uh, taking it to the pre 2020 days. Be sure to check out the website at what's really going on pod.com. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to check us out, like we just had mentioned, check out the pinned tweet on Twitter. And follow us on Instagram at wrgopod. Uh Stay up to date on our TikToks where we'll be dancing for the boys and girls and thems and all that. Uh, so check us out. Once again, Henry and Noah signing off.